0: So it's been a pretty quiet, uneventful week, Jordan.
1: <laughs> hey, good morning, Bobby. Where where do we start? Where do we start? We gave ourselves a lot of we, we gave ourselves a lot of homework last week and I've watched a lot of movies. My mind is swimming. Yeah. It's a it's a smoky, eerie day outside. It's not too windy. But yeah, he, at here least in, now in it's, Utah.
0: At least now it's um the smoke out there is um what well, kind of comes it's and goes domestic. it seems like
1: it's a little bit back oh cuz of the parleys canyon fire yeah the fire.
0: parleys canyons on fire and there's been a lot of evacuations and so we we hope everybody so what gets, you're saying is, is domestic
1: safe. terrorism is better than foreign well, terrorism
0: <laughs> i just found it i found it i found two things again i i i know some people that live up in that area um and so and anybody up there, I hope that if you have to evacuate and everything's going okay and you stay safe and that your home stay is effective spared, too, all that stuff. Yeah, safe and effective are two words we're going to talk about today, I think. But, <laughs> but um, I was reading the KSL article about the fire because I was curious, will they say how the fire was started? Because that's always, that's been something that's been moralized just like everything else recently. And, you know, if, the, if, the, if a fire, if a forest fire starts by lightning which most forest fires do then it's okay but if a forest fire starts from a campfire or someone shooting or something then it's not okay and evidence of climate change or something
1: but well climate changes naturally let's just that's, right, every time right, somebody right. says
0: climate change i want to
1: just point that out that climate has changed for the history of the entire earth
0: but this i i should just pull up the quote but i don't want to but ksl said that according to authorities that the fire started from the faulty catalytic converter of a car driving up i-80 and it
1: just sparked right off of i-80 and
0: i just thought that's really that's really specific like not that a car threw sparks up for some reason but a faulty catalytic converter i I don't know (laughs) this car catch on fire i don't they didn't elaborate i'm like so I don't know if that, that car pulled, was, was pulled over. And, and maybe since then, I actually, you know, I admittedly haven't done any more homework on that issue, but I just found it kind of funny how specific yet vague. Yeah, here
1: it is, KSL.com. The fire on I 80 was ignited Saturday afternoon by hot particles thrown from a vehicle's poorly working catalytic converter. Four smaller fires were ignited, which then quickly grew.
0: But did this, How do they know? Did somebody, well, well, was somebody know. following this? But did they? Did the car pull over? Did so they know who who the driver was? Was I, I? Just it's 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 vague yet super specific. But neither here nor there, I guess. For now, it just sounded so specific that my conspiratorial mind immediately went to, "Oh, that sounds like a cover story for someone <laughs> who deliberately started fires." <laughs> <laughs> well, they they did catch that
1: that uh deranged former liberal uh professor that has apparently mental issues uh somebody that i was talking to postulated maybe it was mk ultra mind control lsd something anyway they found a guy that was responsible for starting all kinds of fires in the vicinity of that big huge dixie fire in california and we know that there's been evidence of other fires being started up in Oregon. So why yeah. wouldn't, why wouldn't we ask? Well, that's what, yeah. Faulty, a faulty catalytic by, by the converter. Way,
0: you just called it the Dixie Fire. I have it on good authority that it's being renamed to the California Technical Fire. Oh, okay. So are they
1: really renaming it?
0: No, but they should. They should,
1: shouldn't they? I mean, right? They're trying to rename, yeah, the the Polytechnic Fire of California. <laughs> uh, Bobby's making reference to the fact that the Utah, Utah Intelligentsia wants to rename Dixie State University down in Saint George to the Utah Poly Tec- State Utah, poly-
0: Tec- Utah Technical University.
1: They didn't want to call it the Polytechnic I think they dropped State. That I think Poly.
0: They, I think they dropped the Poly. Were
1: there a lot of Polynesians that were because Poly and Polynesian... I just think that most see? of
0: the students couldn't say the word poly- <laughs> and, and, Polynesia and didn't know what it meant. No, I'm not. Uh, that's a that's a, who knows that's a that's a, low that's blow. a rip on
1: uh, on uh, people but, who but went I to Dixie in, State. But I think
0: in anyway there was a it was a big to do here in utah for about 5 minutes but
1: well what, one thing that i am wondering about is where where's the how come all of a sudden afghanistan is news why wasn't this news earlier is it did this this can't have just caught everybody by uh off guard by chance you know right that's like and coronavirus is gone from at least the national news right now right it was vaccinate 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 and now it's oh by the way kabul got overrun by who the taliban
0: yeah in a matter of hours basically
1: like they were talking like oh 90 days possibly the president apparently the president of afghanistan i don't know the man's name apparently fled the country with four cars stuffed full of cash and a helicopter and left 5 million dollars on the tarmac in bags <laughs> okay we've been there 20 years
0: 20 years and something like what, what 4 trillion or 20 trillion or bajillion well they trillion.
1: say 2.5 some of the things they're saying is 2.5 trillion but come on there were Donald Rumsfeld announced the day before 9/11 that 2 million dollars were missing from the Pentagon's not 2 million 2 trillion sorry yeah. that was a, that was a mistake a, a that mistake. talk about orders of magnitude <laughs> that was that was orders of magnitude You're missing of several zeros i don't yeah. even know how many zeros two, 2 trillion uh 2 trillion that was uh, 6 zeros 2 trillion dollars were missing from the Pentagon's budget
0: which keep in mind like 2 trillion now we just kind of shrug at back then was was an amazing amount we got to find we
1: got to find one of those pictures there i've seen some video montages of um them taking cubes or stacks or pallets of cash uh in in cartoon form and building cities out of it to show you the difference between a a thousand a million a billion and a trillion it's crazy it's insanity how when you get to a trillion
0: like a skyscraper of cash is a trillion
1: or that's like a billion, isn't it? And then a, a city full of cash is like a trillion, and and it's a mil- something like that. A we'll find
0: like a car.
1: Yeah, we, we'll find. Uh, we'll have to find some of those illustrations so you can see what the kind of money that is getting thrown around.
0: But yeah, no, nobody's ever really figured out uh, where that two trillion dollars went because the next day,
1: all was yeah. All, bet, all bets were off as they say. <laughs> Every, all, all debts were erased. It was a jubilee, uh, and it became uh, the new pump and dump on the war on terror, which apparently is now... That That's another thing that happened this week is that NBC... At least I saw an NBC um, slide, one of their...
0: Which is based off a Homeland Security yeah, document.
1: It, it, I'm, I'm sure some of the other news outlets had it, but apparently domestic terror is... Should we get that up? What You, you sent it over to me. I don't want to... I would hate to misquote the government and NBC, but apparently um, you might be. This is like, isn't there like a Jeff Foxworthy? Uh, You might be a redneck. You might be a terrorist if
0: (laughs) it turns out that it turns out that the the punchlines for you might be a redneck are actually the same. The same as you might be a domestic terrorist. Domestic terrorist. Okay,
1: so potential terror threats. Opposition to COVID measures. You might be a terrorist if you're opposed to COVID measures. Uh, You might be a terrorist if you entertain claims of election fraud or belief that Trump can be reinstated. This is like a really nice graphic, you know, Department of Homeland Security, NBC Nightly News. I mean, this is like, yeah, this is supposed to be believable. (laughs) Okay, the third potential terrorist, and I don't understand this one. They just their bullet point is nine eleven anniversary and religious holidays. What does that mean? If you I, I, if you believe in nine eleven, the nine eleven anniversary or religious holidays, I,
0: I, I'm guessing that maybe the talking head said that maybe nine eleven anniversary would be a time when a domestic terrorist would act. I don't. You well, what is it with what's with religious holidays? I don't know. Like you I, like. I, I like I, Christmas if, like yeah, you if, like Christmas if you, if you celebrate christmas Christmas that's a
1: religious holiday do you, are you aware that christmas Easter. Christmas is a religious holiday the, to break down the etymology of Christmas it's got the word <laughs> christ in it I think and I think mass most, I think both most of which people
0: are still nominally is the public aware, aware of that, of that. <laughs> okay uh but what about uh so like yeah, Easter is a religious holiday I'm surprised it didn't mention that Fourth of July or Independence Day—that's not a religious holiday, but it's a holiday that usually domestic terrorists. I'm quoting with my finger. Like they—they like they, they like, they that, like holiday. that holiday. They like to declare um, their independence. Isn't there some Jewish holidays coming up? Like uh, Hanukkah. When's Rosh Hashanah? Isn't that in the fall?
1: Uh, to be perfectly honest, I don't have those right. Uh, I used to. There was a time ready when to i recall d- in I knew, my memory
0: banks. I knew more about those Jewish. Did holidays. Did you study at the Jerusalem Center? No, but I've been there. Oh, okay. I spent one night there when it was empty and closed to students.
1: Really? Yeah. There's probably a good story behind that.
0: It is a good story, but not not for not this for today. Podcast. Not it for would, the podcast today. It would uh, possibly. Uh, was
1: it a, a church commando mission?
0: <laughs> no, it was nothing. So uh, so Tom uh, Clancy esque. Right.
1: Okay.
2: But TM I've been com- there. It's
0: very. It's a really nice building. And it has a great view. I can't imagine the, the real estate value. But the church does not own that. It's a it's a lease. Oh, really? It's a 50- or 99-year lease, which recently expired and was renewed, if I remember So
1: 99-year right. leases sometimes end badly, uh, a la Hong Kong.
0: Hong Kong's in the crosshairs right now because of what's happening in Afghanistan.
1: Because Why? Because
0: China's looking at that and going, the Americans are powerless to stop any they can't even stop a ragtag group of taliban what are they going to do against us when we march on to hong kong
1: well i think they kind of already, already took over hong kong didn't or, they
0: or they've already tweeted out basically saying that like we see this and uh <laughs> Or was it Taiwan? I get those mixed up.
1: Oh, you're talking about Taiwan because yeah, Hong Kong.
0: Hong Kong is, is was
1: leased by the British, right? They had like a, a treaty that was it 1999. I can't remember. They turned over the main control to uh, back something, from the yeah, British to like the that. Chinese.
0: But anyway. It's been a a tumultuous week. We promised you last week that we were going to do some movie homework. It
1: was 1998, and they had a 100-year lease agreement. Or a 99-year lease agreement, excuse me. For Hong Kong. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but we want to get our facts straight. So for the last 20 years, China's been sort of carefully manipulating the situation, and now they've got Because it's connected to mainland China. Right. And they've always seen it as their territory, just like they see Taiwan as their territory. Right. And so now Taiwan is sort of the the issue. It's like Hong Kong is kind of a done deal. Right. They're rounding up pro-democracy, whatever that means, protesters, pro-freedom protesters.
0: Before coronavirus shut it all down, there were pretty robust uh, protests happening in Taiwan. In Hong Kong. In Taiwan. In Taiwan? Or, or, I don't know. Taiwan's the island. I get these things mixed up. On You're
1: you're remembering all of the, the millions of people out protesting the security Maybe laws it was Hong in Kong. Hong Kong. Okay, it was yeah. Hong Kong. And now that's, you're right. that issue seems to be put to bed, because now the Taiwanese are complaining that China is overflying their sovereign territory with um, fighter jets. Right. And they're separated by the strait this narrow uh, neck of water. And um, the the Taiwanese, now f- for you history buffs, this will just be rough, but Chiang Kai-shek fled the country. He was, after World War II, Mao and Chiang Kai-shek uh, were vying for power in China and Mao took over. And Chiang Kai-shek, you know, the communists took over. Chiang Kai-shek flees to the island of formosa i believe is what we would call it you're right and there they set up what's commonly known as taiwan and in the 70s i believe the chinese or the 80s the chinese somehow convinced through diplomacy the united states to take a stance that taiwan's not like it's it's strange because taiwan is an independent country they have their own elected elected officials they run their own commerce. They speak a different language. Uh, I think it's Cantonese versus Mandarin is the idea between mainland and, and Taiwan. And, and I think it varies region to region in Taiwan. I, I I don't remember exactly. But they they walk like a duck. They quack like a duck. They talk like a duck. They've been for decades acting like a duck and they have no lease agreement. And all of the essentially China, communist refugees that didn't want to be on the mainland fled to Taiwan. They're a different country. right? Except that China somehow convinced the world to adopt what they call a one-China policy because there was the essentially two Chinas, the one on the island and the one on the mainland after the split after World War II. Well, the people in Taiwan don't like the idea of joining up with China And I'm not sure I understand why China wants to push the issue, except that they're imperialistic. You know, that they, they just see themselves as a superpower that's going to control uh, a quarter of the world or, of, or half of the world. I, I'm not sure I understand what they gain, except for war, by antagonizing Taiwan. Because Taiwan has huge ties to the West. They manufacture a lot of—and and this may be why the Chinese want why. them. They're, they're a huge manufacturing base for high-tech— uh semiconductor type of stuff they, they've they got a lot of engineering capital a lot of things are are made and engineered and and uh created in taiwan but that's that's the big issue right now it's i think it's moved from hong kong i think hong kong is a sort of a done deal there right. you know it's like hey if you're still in hong kong we're sorry but you're about you're you're going to be dealing with their government, not your former government, and apparently that's the same issue in Kabul in in Afghanistan right now. It's it's now well, we destabilized your country for or we went in and under the guise of stabilization, we mucked we, ar- mucked around in your we, country we, for we, twenty years, and we, now we're leaving.
0: We ran a colony. We're gone. That we were. Told here at home that we were training a military and establishing a government.
1: Yeah, we need to spend a <laughs> lot of money on that. And it wasn't just a couple trillion dollars. I mean, the, the, that's the official number. Remember, right. the unofficial number has got to be 10 times worse, at least. Well, and a
0: lot of people died. A lot of Americans died over there trying to... Spread freedom. Do whatever they were doing. Make the world safe for democracy. Not to mention all the, the, the ones that were wounded and you know, mentally... Disabled basically have problems the rest of their lives, yeah, and all for what? And like, now, like the stated goal wasn't even achieved, whether the stated goal was moral or not, it doesn't, you know, that wasn't even achieved.
1: See, I, I think th- this isn't even what we're going to talk about today. I think we want to talk about uh some other news, but this is one of those who, why, and why now questions, right? like because you don't just lose a country like Afghanistan and you don't just lose a country like Hong Kong overnight. And you don't unless you now, do. The but the but the British <laughs> the British lease on Hong Kong was up 20 years ago and you can see how the through creeping social integration the, the and financial pressure and military pressure and just bl- uh, physical proximity that Hong Kong was the writing was on the wall there. There I think there were a lot of people that thought they were going to get away with it but the writing was on the wall it's mm-hmm. too it's just too far away taiwan is separated by water that's a different story but afghanistan the thing with afghanistan is like we 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 were in there for 20 years and you don't you don't just lose it you know it, it, especially if what we saw in the media was accurate the last 20 years so that so the question is what happened and i think the point is that what we saw in the media was not accurate the the point that's the main point is that it was never stable it was never you know it was never as good as anybody had put it, portrayed it to be the only thing that was holding the continuity over there was american troops
0: right right
1: and, uh, and American air power, right? Flyover, continuous bombing and pushing back of the quote Taliban. I don't even know if it's the Taliban. I mean, they appear to be the ones that are in control, but w- wouldn't you say that w- it looks like we are just kind of oppressing whatever their native desires were?
0: Probably. I if, mean, I don't, I'm not an expert in this.
1: How come there aren't a bunch of warring factions?
0: Well, I think there are or have been, but. Over the last 20 years, they've uh, maybe the, kind of picked and chosen who, who the bad guys are in those. The enemy
1: of my enemy is my friend kind of a thing? Right. Well, I think this is big news, but we, we probably, we'll probably come back to this. I think this is, especially considering the recent pronouncements that domestic terrorists are... Okay, this is the we're talking about the anniversary of nine eleven and and Department of Homeland Security the people that are supposed to know what's going on the people that w- the department that was created and sucked trillions of dollars away from the public over the last twenty years because of nine eleven which was blamed on remember Osama bin Laden who theoretically came from Afghanistan all the way over here to get us we were supposed to fight them on their soil so they wouldn't be fighting us on our soil okay that that. Uh, corporate entity, comp- company-controlled governmental agency, whatever Department of Homeland Security, claims that the biggest threats to the biggest terror terror. <laughs> okay, now now I'm sidetracked myself. Terror, th- the the l- let's just be perfectly honest here. The biggest terrorist organization that exists in the world today is the corporate media of the United States of America. They are the terrorists, not the Taliban, not the domestic threats. Okay, think about it. Who is who are the people that have been driving all the fear in, in well, our who, nation? Who's
0: been terrorizing? They've you.
1: been ter- who's been terrorizing you? Is it the Taliban? Has the Taliban been terrorizing you the last twenty years? Who who's been who's been uh fomenting all the terrorist plots that have been foiled? Nine out of ten times it's the FBI that's complicit from all the way back, the Christmas right. tree bomber in two thousand five or whatever. It's the FBI, the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping thing, it's the FBI. Half of the people they wrapped up in their dragnet were informants. Shoe bomber. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so this is the strangest cognitive dissonance, the strangest contradiction, the potential terrorist threats today on the 20th anniversary of nine 11, which is coming up next month are according to the government, people who oppose COVID measures. Who claim there was potential election fraud? Remember, we've been through this. Copious and clear evidence of election fraud exists. People who believe Trump can be reinstated—I think that's a stretch. I don't think
0: they're just. I don't think there's not even a real. There's no real possibility Trump's going to be.
1: Trump, there's no real possibility Trump's going to be reinstated. But that, but they've lumped that in with election fraud because they want to make it look look absurd. And then the bullet
0: point: nine eleven anniversaries and religious holidays. They they've. That's 97% of the country is looped up into those bullet points. The 3% that's not work in the intelligence communities. They're the people who came up with that. They're <laughs> like, that's absurd. That's everybody falls into something in there. Everybody, if you ever bought a Christmas present for anyone ever, you might be a terrorist. Here's your sign. So <laughs> is that
1: the same guy, Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a redneck and here's yeah. your sign?
0: I don't know if he does the sign, but uh, but yeah, Jeff Foxworthy made a lot of money off the You Might, you might be, be a redneck. redneck. The Here's Your Sign comedian was uh, Bill Engvall. Oh, yeah. He's kind of in that same uh, mold as Jeff Foxworthy.
1: Yeah. Where did those guys go?
0: I don't know.
1: We need them back. So, okay, but w- w- what what... We just shifted on a dime, right? Like, uh, like turning on well, and off the, f- the tap, the, re- the mood remember, of public opinion, like Orwell said, the mood has been shifted, like turning on and off a tap. And last week it was talking about mandatory forced vaccination. Right. That's what the news was last
0: week. Right. And now it's this sort of, look how bad the government is slash sympathy with the Afghan people narrative. I
1: don't even know what it is. We, I think we're in flux. I don't think we know right. what the narrative is well, it's, yet.
0: It's really strange that the the media that runs cover and interference for the Biden administration is suddenly okay saying this is a really terrible situation and Joe Biden is largely responsible or his administration. I don't think, honestly, and I, I'm not saying this just to, to be funny or coy, I don't think Joe Biden knows what's happening from day to day. He's I, on vacation I, right now. I really, I think vacation is just a PR way of saying he's out of the way because he's confused. He doesn't remember what's going on in Afghanistan. I don't think he is mentally Healthy. I don't think he is coherent.
1: Well, right now, as we speak, the news is that they're going to send 7,000 troops to the Kabul airport.
0: Right, which is more than double than we had in the country before the withdrawal. Okay, I didn't know that. That's funny. We were withdrawing 2,500 remaining troops. And you remember, Trump got right. lambasted and skewered yeah. for suggesting pulling troops out right. just a couple years ago. And then let's not forget, we'll link to this. Go look up Ron Paul's what-if speech from like, what, two thousand seven or something when he basically said what if everything we're doing in the middle east is terrible and as a result of our actions and is going to create all kinds of problems what if
1: (laughs) what if indeed we could see it come that's the thing it's it's planned this way it's but biden's biden's not in charge everybody's blaming it on biden that's funny because this well he is he's the president
0: of the united states he's going to get blamed or given credit well Regardless, but this is an intelligence and military. It's funny operation. how
1: MSNBC. If you look at some of the MSNBC headlines, they're still ripping on Trump. Like Trump, Trump made a comment as if he's somehow credible. Blah blah blah. Right. But the, but, but they're 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 laying at Biden's feet, and that's interesting because we have,
0: I have it on good authority that we have a bigger audience than MSNBC.
1: That's a possibility. Uh, by oh by the way. Uh, so, the, speaking of audiences, there was some news out that Jimmy Fallon did a little bit about uh, how the white population, the non-Hispanic white population in the United States, census over census over the last 10 years has declined by 8% or something like that. And his audience gave this thunderous, you know, overly exuberant applause to the point where Fallon even commented, uh, that was awkward. <laughs> And, um, anyway, the commenter made, I think it was Paul Joseph Watson or somebody on summit news. And they said, this is, he proceeded to do some jokes about white people and uh, us being in decline. And, and then Watson basically comments this coming from the man whose audience has declined tenfold since 2014. (laughs) Fallon used to have an audience of like 10 million and now it's down to a million. So if we want to talk about censuses in the last 10 years.
0: Well, I I think the census information or this news is great because it's, another census or two and then white people can flip the tables and, and declare minority, We're the minority. minority privilege, right? Isn't that how it works?
1: No, you just, no, you... Uh, w- or is it
0: just that people hate white people because it's easy to hate white people and it's socially acceptable? Listen, uh, that, that whole line of thinking, that whole school of thought is so detached from reality the, the the average Joe, the average American is baffled, I think, by the anti white self loathing that you see coming oh, from yeah. the ivory towers of university and newsrooms and, you know, places like MSNBC or the Jimmy Fallon show. It's so
1: it's Well, that's why he only has a million listeners. It's right. why he's lost ten tenfold uh what'd you call that? A thousand percent?
0: Thousand billion, percent. a billion
1: per, a trillion percent. Jimmy Fallon has lost a trillion percent of his audience. Yeah, speaking of, uh,
0: I think that's a good segue. Speaking of losing <laughs> audience, we we could lose a few of you today. Okay, if we let's go. talk about it. Let's so, talk about the elephant well, in the well, room. So Is here's that the title of this podcast, "The <laughs> Elephant in the Room"? Let's remember, because I know our listeners listen to every ep- every minute of every episode. Last week, we promised that. Today, which is Monday, the 16th of August, um, 2021, we said we are going to go watch some movies and we were going to talk about those movies today. Well, we did watch most of the movies.
1: Oh, I watched a lot of movies. I watched Groundhog Day, Free Guy. I watched Ghostbusters just for fun, just to throw that in. The original? The original. Why would we watch other Ghostbusters? Did you
0: see there's a Ghostbusters, I'm not going to call it a sequel, maybe spin off where the like grandkids of Igor move into his old rickety mansion and then they-
1: Haven't seen that.
0: I just saw a preview for it. It's not out yet, but- Oh, okay. The kid I from, heard there was one with a bunch of girls that yeah, was really that's anti-guy. Not, nobody talks about that. Okay. Nobody watched Does it. Does
1: anybody talk about Ghostbusters too? either? I mean, not, it was 19, 1984. It was so successful. They had a, a
0: sequel- right. But anyway, this one stars the kid from Stranger Things. Um, He's kind of a hot ticket right now. But it looked the preview looked like it. This might be okay. Might be okay.
1: Maybe they're realizing if you get woke, you go broke. I
0: I saw that preview before I saw in the theaters um, Free Guy, which is one of the ones on our list.
1: Okay, so yeah, I watched I watched Groundhog Day though to to catch up on that. I know you know that one in inside and out. It, it is excellent. Ground, Groundhog Day this is an amazing movie. Groundhog so Day good. is excellent. The only problem is you've got it's it's a comedy, right? Bill Murray just I just feel like Andy McDowell and Bill Murray. It's well, funny. But there's not a lot of li- any, really good chemistry there. Any
0: any any nice like Hollywood starlet and Bill Murray. It doesn't, doesn't work. work. Bill Murray is this <laughs> kind of like, goofy. Balding Even then He's just sort of Just he's, he's not He's not He's, not <laughs> he's a, a comedian heart throb. No one's he's got He's a pi- comedian No one's got pictures Of Bill Murray But what's funny Is like in,
1: in Ghostbusters He he styles His care His Like I think That's part of his Would you call it His shtick Yeah Is that he th- Thinks of himself As a heartthrob And he's always Going right. after the girls Right So like in In Ghostbusters He's going after Sigourney Weaver And Right And it's funny Because she gets Possessed by a demon And then she wants him Yeah <laughs> and yeah. they have this conversation that she floats over the bed <laughs> but it's still even even bill murray as a very a much younger person like you and sigourney come on
0: right <laughs> and that yeah i think i think uh i think uh groundhog day i think um um oh man my brand today um The other one where he's the psych patient. What about Bob? What about Bob?
1: Uh, Richard Dreyfus. Yeah,
0: I think those two are like peak Bill Murray. Yeah. Some of his finest work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's, he does a great job in Groundhog Day. I mean, it's, it's excellent. It's excellent.
0: And there was a theme, a theme to these movies we watched, uh, kind of a theme of, Repetition and progression
1: or reincarnation, if you want to call it that. Right. I'm not saying I believe in reincarnation, just want to make that clear. But uh, life after life is an interesting idea. What, you know?
0: But, well, I was watching, I was in the middle of watching. Oh, yeah,
1: Oblivion was one. Oblivion. Yeah. And, which I think is an important movie.
0: Yeah. And, and I was just kind of settling in and I got an email. And look, we know that a lot of you you've, are... You've got mail.
1: <laughs> ding,
0: ding, ding. We know a lot of you are LDS or at least familiar with LDS doctrine and culture. We know some of you probably aren't. If you're not, come on, get with it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're a huge minority in the country.
0: Uh, yeah, we're relevant. We're, I,
1: re- we're relevant too.
0: Uh, right. And, and so I got an email just like, all of you that are also LDS, I got the email, and uh, we talked before we started recording here. Jordan and I, Jordan and me, Jordan and Jordan
1: and I. I I talked with Jordan. Right. Jordan, me 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 talk- talked with Jordan. I, I- and Jordan <laughs> or I and Jordan talked with me, and uh, I kind of I kind of had to level with Bobby. So those of you that know me. Um thanks for not disclosing my true identity what? to the authorities. No, but what, what uh you, we these are our real names. <laughs> oh yeah, did I say that on air? You might have to cut that out. Um <laughs> I I kind of I kind of just looked him right in the eye and I said, "Look, there's a little bit of an electric fence here. Do you do you really want to talk about this because this is a tough issue and you you were articulating it really well. I think you should well, I think you should take the mic right now and kind of frame your thoughts on this because this is a big big issue especially for Mormons, well, especially it, for people in Utah.
0: It is a big issue and let let's uh let's fill everybody in. The email was of course from the First Presidency, which carries some significant weight.
1: No, for the for the non-Mormons out there is there a second presidency?
0: No. <laughs> okay.
1: I <laughs> just wanted to make sure.
0: No, the first presidency is the president and his two counselors of the church. The top three top dogs. in the hierarchy, if you want to describe dogs. it like that. Think of it be like a CEO and his two right hand handed. It'd be men, like if right-handed the right-handed men. <laughs> if the Pope yeah,
1: if the Pope think if if you're Catholic, if the Pope had two counselors, two advisors that were like a vice president and a vice vice president. Right. That would be what this is like.
0: And then the, the second presidency, since you use that term, would be the quorum of the 12, and those are 12 apostles that are the second highest
1: R- highest ranking body of uh, governing body for the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints.
0: Right. So the first presidency, all three of them signed a letter. So that carries weight in in the Mormon culture. It a lot of weight. the ultimate weight. It's as weighty as anything can be. It's like a papal bull. <laughs> and they sent an email out that... See, I don't want... I've already seen... And this is why it's a big issue, is that it's caused... Uh, uh, wh- you, you mentioned ripples earlier off the air. This has caused more than ripples. This has caused... Sp-
1: Consternation,
2: Cause,
0: the seismic waves. Okay, <laughs> this is this is like the earthquake that knocked the trumpet out of Maroni's Moroni's hands. <laughs> Everybody's feeling this in some way or another, especially here.
1: Or they're grappling with
0: it, in, right? In the United States, I don't know if this was emailed to international members. If you're if you're an, uh, a listener that's LDS in an international country. And, and other country. <laughs> if and, you're
1: in an international country, an inter- <laughs> that, was good, that was good, Bobby. That was good, Bobbyism. <laughs> we could do like a supercut of isms for me and you. I think yeah. there'd be a lot of um, huh, uh. There'd
0: be a lot from me. You know what I've noticed in, in recording and, and then listening back and stuff. I say, well, I say well a lot. Well, that's a nice
2: podcast
0: you got there. Oh, hey, we be have ashamed, we. Be ashamed we, we, if anything happened to it. We can't let this go and say voices are good. how wrong we were. Literally last week, while we were recording. Oh yeah, saying Cuomo I'm, not, I'm not gonna resign. Oh, that's it. Yeah, he resigned. There's the voice. Cuomo resigned. I just want you to know I'm resigning out of pure, unadulterated, even though I'm an adulterer. <laughs> I want I want you to know I'm doing this out of love for New York. Love for the women. I love New York. I love the women of New York. So I'm gonna resign because I love New York so much. <clears throat> anyway, but that was that was he resigned. Every there were some people kind of upset about it, and then everything, the news cycle And now it's over. And now it's gone forever. He might not even resign. He could probably just he's, say like he's
1: still the governor.
0: <laughs> like he said, I'm gonna resign in two weeks. And, and Oh yeah. Did and, he say two weeks? Yeah. He and, may uh, not actually do it. He might just say everyone's no one's looking anymore. I'm just gonna stay here. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, <laughs> tell everybody I resigned. Hey Chris, tell the Taliban. <laughs> Call up the Taliban. Right. So so we were changed. We, we couldn't have been more off on that. And I, I was surprised that he resigned. And anyway, we we uh we were, we were. Where were we? Last week? No. Why did I start talking about Cuomo?
1: Well, because we were wrong.
0: Okay, we were wrong. But, but you, this, you, you this, were,
1: you were like not expecting to have this conversation this week.
0: Well, which we're, looking right. back, we're see, thinking, I just did it. Well,
1: well, we yeah, but that. It makes it sound thoughtful, kind of too, but it's not a good thing for public speaking when you him and ha and um and well uh uh I'm repeating myself. So I bear
0: with bear with me. That's one of my little pet peeves. Of you you hear that a lot in the Mormon public address. Please bear with me. Mormons every week in church, just some random member of the congregation is asked, usually with at least a couple of days to prepare, is asked to give a, a talk, right? And Eight out of 10 of them begin with, bear with me. Please bear with me. I didn't really prepare anything. Just bear with me. It's like, nah, no. Just take 10 minutes and prepare something. (laughs) Don't make me bear with Don't make me bear with. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but this email came out from the first presidency. And do we want to...
1: Remember the big news was there was a huge push on vaccinations and we were huge. the last 3 weeks we've been trying to get away from the covid issue. We tr- we've been trying. Dear listeners, we've been so trying to get away from the covid issue. We even assigned ourselves homework assignments to watch movies. And this is what's great about the the uh, the Flood Bruno Omniverse program which we're, is still in beta. Um someday, I'd say it's pre-alpha. We we're try we're trying to get the costs right, but inflation keeps Nipping at our heels, so we're not sure whether to charge a, a, a thousand dollars, a million dollars, a billion dollars, or a trillion dollars. Two
0: point five
1: trillion. Yeah, we're working. We're working on it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> where were we? Well, uh, we, we we assigned ourselves homework, and what I was saying is in the in the flood, Bruno Omniverse. Homework is fun. It's like watching good videos, good movies, right? Right. right, right. So we had all these movies we were gonna watch and we were gonna talk about existential, philosophical, symbolic, hero's journey, yeah. reincarnation, stuff
0: that, honestly stuff. Honestly, it's this kind of stuff that Eternal when, Progression when we said, Hey, we should maybe do a podcast, it's the kind of stuff we really We imagined talking to talk about, about that. more, but we also didn't imagine that. By now, we, I think we both thought that by now, here in the late summer of 2021. Well,
1: we even, post, we we even postulated d- that we'd have a break this summer. True. true. Th- this was the time to, to, like, the eye of the
0: storm. And I think we had that for about 15 A minutes. month and a half.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I was. But we, it was four weeks ago, three weeks, uh, three podcasts ago, we, we were talking about peak insanity. And we thought that each week that couldn't get worse. And there was this rhetoric building about vaccines, and there was all. It's the thing is, the rhetoric is contradictory, Mm -hmm. super contradictory. Just like the where we started out this podcast, where DHS is saying the domestic, (laughs) the domestic terror threats are X, Y, and Z. Oh, and by the way, Kabul just fell to the Taliban, who are the people we blame for having brought down the Twin Towers twenty years ago. But. But don't worry about that. Worry about your neighbor who is concerned about the COVID well, measures.
0: And in so doing, they they, t- they took Kabul. They took this, the whole
1: country of Afghanistan.
0: And inherited all the American weaponry and planes and helicopters and who knows what else that we had well spent all that money on to give to the Afghan army as <laughs> that we were supposedly training.
1: As Dr. Stan Monteith, uh, rest his soul used to say, we have the best enemies money can buy. <laughs> and Perfect. we spend a hell of a lot of money on these enemies, more than anybody else. I think the Russians probably get better deals on their enemies. You know, when they're at the enemy store, they're like, hey, uh, so you're asking uh, $2.5 trillion. I need some voices here, Bobby. You're asking $2.5 I, tr-
0: I can't do a Russian accent.
1: Comrade, you're asking $2.5 trillion for these enemies. How about $1.8 not 1. 1.8, 1. 1.9 I'll tell you what That sounds a little bit Indian
0: we'll do, I'll do 1 trillion even because you know what You're a nice guy <laughs> okay. And I like nice guys
1: Donald Rumsfeld walks into the enemy store And he's like I've got 3.5 billion dollars to spend on enemies How can we turn that into 6?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah Well I was sitting down watching Oblivion, Oblivion And I was trying to get good, into good it Good title And that's when that email arrived. And I got distracted. I don't think we need to go through the email line by line, or should we? Because there's some really some important things in there. The email the email
1: is the elephant in the room if you're LDS and we have a predominantly LDS audience. And so we're gonna talk about the email for all the reasons that Bobby just outlined. It reverberated. Sure, yeah, the news cycle's moving away from vaccines for now, but this is gonna still come back. It's it's gonna be an issue. And, um, well, it you probably were masked up in church yesterday if you're a good follower.
0: This is why I want to talk about it, though. I don't necessarily want to get into the nitty gritty. So, why not? Well, I'll tell you, have we
1: ever shied away from anything uh, other than the church stuff here on this podcast? I'll tell you
0: why. I'll tell you why. But, first of all, the the summarization is that the, the first presidency put out a letter encouraging, urging was the word they used, urging everybody to in order to slow the spread of COVID to mask up and get vaccinated. Now,
1: here's why I I think we should read it. But my question is, are we going to get in trouble for copyright infringement? No. (laughs) Okay. Because we're certainly the letter was copyright. No, no, we're dealing with like corporate issues here. That's true. That's the
0: thing. (laughs) And it, okay. There's a false narrative out there in the world that the, Vaccine hesitant, which is a stupid term, but that's what is being thrown around, that the vaccine hesitant are rural red state Trump voters who are dumb and anti-intellectuals. They and like religious holidays and 9-11, though. <laughs> don't know what's good for them. Now, the actual data contradicts that. The the data show that the that the people who are not yet vaccinated are quite diverse. In fact, in New York City, hardly a Trump enclave as far as voting goes, even though that's where Trump made his money, uh, 60% of the people that are not vaccinated are black. Blacks, again, demographically are not Trump voters.
1: Does this have anything to do with the government giving a bunch of black people syphilis? In, I, the, I, it in could. the 60s it or could. 70s, Those, whenever that was, w- was, was, was called Tusca- Tuskegee w- the, Yeah, Civilist Project?
0: It could. It could. I don't know. Um, New York City, by the way, is inst- inst- instituting vaccine passports, which people are pointing out that now black people, at least 60% of black people are now barred from concerts, restaurants, and other things that require these passports. Okay,
1: just if you're black, if you're black, Listen to Wikipedia's first lines about what they call the Tuskegee Syphilis Study, and then ask yourself why you would take a a vaccine that the government is pushing. The Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Male, informally referred to as the Tuskegee Syphilis Experiment or Tuskegee Syphilis Study, was an ethically abusive study conducted between 1932 and 1972. 40 freaking years!
0: Well, 40 years that they admit to it. To do right. Stuff like that.
1: That was They were giving these African-American men or black men who th- they, they were told they were receiving free health care and they were not. They were receiving syphilis. <laughs> right. Okay. So,
0: yeah. So, you think now that some of these exact same, literally the same individuals involved with that are going to now, f- another 40 years later, I guess it wouldn't be too many of the exact same individuals. Well, that's
1: a, yeah, that's, that's a, maybe, maybe a stretch.
0: But some of the same, uh, of course, the same institutions are performing another giant unethical experiment.
1: Right, and you know, it also, the vaccine hesitancy or, or <laughs> I'm just not going to get your damn vaccine attitude is a lot, also along age lines because kids aren't affected. Right. A, and, and a lot of people, I think, don't realize it, but they kind of get the feeling that it's it's old folks. Statistically, we pointed this out on the program before, half, 40% of the people died in nursing homes. If you're in a nursing home in America, you have like... didn't
2: do nothing!
1: <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> could you get your thugs to just back up for a minute? <laughs> he didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. He just forced them to stay in these nursing homes. Well, the, in, yeah. in, in New Jersey and in New York, a, a vast majority, not a vast majority, but a, va- a vast minority, a significant minority of COVID deaths, deaths attributed to COVID in America, occurred in nursing homes in the East. New Jersey, New York in particular.
0: So this, there's this narrative. There's this idea that people who, the only people not getting the vax are the Trumpists, the Trumpers, the rural Americans. And it's not true. Trumpeters. Trumpeters. <laughs> <laughs> but Utah Utah is a, is a state That is full of a lot of Rural, conservative Religious people Here's your sign Right <laughs> But we, we are our vaccination rate If you trust the Utah government <laughs> <laughs> This is hard to do If you trust we, the Utah we're, government we're, prof-
1: we're what you would call Professionals <laughs> If
0: you trust Utah government, a hard time. which has already gotten caught once fudging vaccine numbers, we
1: will be your single source of
0: truth. Uh, Can you say that with a Spencer Cox accent? I, <laughs> I, 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 he doesn't have an accent, but he does have a really weak. Hey guys, voice.
1: We'll be your single source of truth.
0: I promise. Okay, well. <laughs> will be your single source of truth, okay? Please. Please. I'm just so tired of protecting you.
1: Today will be a day that lives on in destiny.
0: <laughs> Our rendezvous with destiny requires me to protect you, and I'm so tired
1: of a doing It's a day that. that lives in destiny.
0: Okay. Utah's we, vaccination mm-hmm. rates are just a right in line, if you trust these numbers, are right in line with basically the rest of the country. Basically about 50 Fifty-ish percent of the country is, a little over half, has gotten. And, and now again,
1: again, if you trust the numbers, if you trust the numbers
0: hard. plus the categorization of fully vaccinated, which we now know because of boosters, no one's ever going to be fully vaccinated. Right. That's a very long roundabout way of saying this. Letter comes out saying, "Get vaccinated, and wear a mask." Now let's.
1: Okay. Let's be, read the. Let's read the letter. Okay. Can I read the letter?
0: Yeah, but before you read the letter, again, what we can't—I don't think the weightiness of it can be overstated. When the First Presidency says something, the church members treat it as if it were from the mouth of God, right?
1: Yeah. Now, there's been some discussion. Esther Taft Benson wrote about this or spoke about it in the 80s, I think, the question was posed, do they have to say, thus saith the Lord for you to believe it's from God? And there's there's a lot of conjecture, discussion, whatever, about how in touch these guys are. And, you know, I'm sure our audience members have differing opinions on that. But I think if you're honest, you will admit that, especially if you're in, in Utah, you'll admit that we have sort of a cultural expectation that the things that the first presidency says are... revelatory. They're, they're, they're inspired. They come from God. That's, I, I, I just can't, especially, I'm I'm not sure how you can argue that that's not the case.
0: Especially a formal letter headed communication that went out to every member's email. It was delivered to news organizations. It was posted on websites, you know, church websites (laughs) and signed, formally signed by the first presidency. This wasn't a, this wasn't a leaked audio from one of the apostles at a family gathering or something right this right. was f- formal communication
1: and and if you're if you're not LDS you should know that every six months the church has a formal conference which if you know the etymology of the word confer and conference it's not much of a conference it's more of a top down a lot of speakers a few, teaching
0: a few years ago I went to see Jim Gaffigan live okay in Salt Lake City, and he was playing up against the LDS, LDS General, General Conference. Conference, the Saturday evening session. Really, which,
1: <laughs> which, oh, that might be the thing that in Reve- the Book of Revelation that was, that isn't, but is, <laughs> and, <laughs> because Saturday session is Saturday night session is back.
0: Yeah, they brought it back, but it's no longer <laughs> no a longer priesthood. priesthood. It's gender neutral at this point. It was a priesthood session, and I I was feeling a little. A little bit guilty of not watching pre, the pre. Well, that was a huge tradition. Like it was. we would
1: go out, we would go out to dinner afterwards, and yeah, a we, lot of people would.
0: We had we had times there for a little while when my grandpa was still alive, where we had like four generations of the family attending. And but, um, I was at, I was at, you're at Jim Gaffigan I was at a pre session. Hey, you know the tickets were only available. We went. I went with my wife, and Jim. Gets out on stage and he says, "So I hear I'm competing directly <laughs> with the Mormons," and you know, and he says, "But don't worry about anything." I I asked around and they're over there in their conference, and they're just conferencing generally, just generally conferencing. I talked to one guy. He says, "Hal, how are you doing?" "Oh, well, I'm generally conferencing." "All right, Bill, how are you doing?" "Generally, I'm good. Just conferencing. conferencing. Good, good." Anyway, I thought it was clever that he. He did a little homework about where he was going to be and when, and, yeah, it's, and it was a good show. I don't,
1: I don't know what you'd call it. It's not You couldn't call it a symposium. You can't really call it a conference. It's more of a... It's a large church meeting where... It's a top-down people, instruction, where you receive, instruction session. Yeah. And, and that's okay. The thing is, if you're not LDS, this may come as a surprise to you. And if you are LDS, this may also come as a surprise to you. The church has changed over the last 15... 10, 15 years, its focus in the regular meetings every week to discuss what was just talked about in the prior conference. So we regurgitate, we recycle, we, we revisit the conference material repeatedly in our, in our sacrament talks, in our Relief Society, and does, hey, do the, this is a question I had the other day. Sorry, this is a good tangent for the ladies out there. Please comment on the on the website, mindvirus.show. Uh, you're going to like this. Does the Relief Society actually bring relief? I was wondering if maybe we could, like, could it better be called the Anxiety Society? <laughs> or are there other things we could, like, to be more honest about the Relief Society, does it bring relief to you? Well, you, the, you ladies... <laughs> I know that there's compassionate service and everything. Is and it, is there any other kind of service? They bring <laughs> <laughs> I guess there is. Well, in the elders' quorum, it's sort of begrudging service. But <laughs> the, we have the begrudging service committee in the elders', in the elders quorum. Elders quorum, it's,
0: quorum it's, a, it's usually a disservice. <laughs> well, usually, when we help people move or do their lawn, they got to hire professionals. to please, fix everything.
1: <laughs> please don't service service. Um, yeah, the begrudging service of the elders' quorum. Now, now, I'm I'm being honest here. I want you ladies to be honest because I know there's the compassionate service, and when a a girl has a baby or a she has a surgery or something like that, or there's a funeral or something, you guys are excellent. Like the the ladies are excellent. They do these these great things. But but really, week to week, day to day, is it a relief society? Okay, is that the is that a good name for it? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Now, please. Please be gentle uh, with other, your comments. Other, um, that's an honest question.
0: Other things, uh, especially with the ladies, have been renamed recently. You know, they got rid of all the young women's group names, and now they name them numbers. Really? Yeah, so they, the be, beehives.
1: I was not aware of this. When did the, this happen?
0: The Maya Maids and the Laurels. Now, how, how long ago did this happen? Have now been, are now called young women one, two, and three. When did this happen? Within the last maybe year or two, three. Two, I haven't I had a know. daughter. I
1: haven't had a daughter in the program. So, anyway. but, but I, I mean, we missed the last year because of COVID. I'll be honest about that. So, but why don't you read? You should read okay, the letter. Okay, but 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 remember to to recap just for context. Every week in, and and that's every other week now. Relief Society and, and priesthood, where you do a lesson it's a f- it's a conference talk lesson you, you've got to focus it on a conference talk so the the lds general conference dictates what will be talked about almost predominantly except for the correlated lessons in sunday school worldwide right okay so why were, why were we bringing up the context of of general conference and how that uh well i think sets it- the tone yeah. It illustrates how focused we are on the leadership. I think that's why. Right. I think that's why I bring it up because it, cu- culturally, you have to be honest with yourself and and answer the question: Do we not act as if this is like the gospel truth, well, the don't, inspiration, the revelation? It doesn't. The
0: we letter focus, wouldn't need to say, "Thus saith the Lord," or "This is the will of the Lord," or anything like that. It's implied. It's it's treated as if it's. Says that, and,
1: and we act that way. We've allowed our church to change that way in the last ten or fifteen years to the point where there's a there's a very like if you go back to the to the eighties, some of you might be old enough to remember when we had budget meetings. Uh, some of you might be old enough to remember when we had super activities instead of youth conferences, and how kind of free form things were. Road shows when I was growing up, things were a lot different. The finances got taken. Uh, and centralized in Salt Lake, a lot of the a lot of the youth material got centralized. Now there's a, a kind of a trifecta of things in our at least in our area. You do a youth conference one year, Helaman's Camp one year, and Trek the next year. So things things have been standardized. Uh, uh, and I think it's, Trek is a it's reenactment, very common.
0: If you don't know Trek is an expensive reenactment of Pioneers. the handcart companies. Yeah, yeah. We uh, Jordan and I were. Lucky enough to be on a trek together, some years ago. Yeah, you got
1: to take the photos, and I was hauling a trailer with six, uh, eight latrines on it, or something like that, over pothole. Go for it wasn't even like badger holes. Like I was bouncing that trailer six feet high. Oh, I know. The missionaries had the the, the couple missionaries had concocted a. Because these are like porta potties, right? They had concocted these little caps made of wood that you would insert into Foolproof. the toilet. Foolproof. Oh my gosh! You insert them into the toilet and and then screw them up up in, like with a screw mechanism. Tighten them up so that when you're bouncing along the the uh, roads, <laughs> that you the wouldn't contents. get the contents. Yeah. Foolproof.
0: There would okay. that would never fail. So
1: for three days, I was hauling everybody's. Bleep around. <laughs> there was one other guy who was helping do it too, but uh, and he's a saint. He is. I, on the other hand, am a
0: well because because the, loud talker. The, the things the caps didn't work, and oh my gosh, there was bleep all over he the got walls. To,
1: but see, he got to get, okay. He had a smaller trailer, and he got to go set up with the leaders. I had to follow you guys. You were walking. I was mm-hmm. following you along the potholed. Like, these aren't even... Like, have you seen a badger hole? Does anybody know what a badger hole looks like? It's about a foot around. They'll go deep. And so when you bounce... When you're going, like, 15 miles an hour on a dirt road and you bounce a trailer off of one of those...
0: A trailer full of poop. It goes
1: a couple of feet in the air. It's, like... It's, like, worse than a Blendtec blender. I mean, it's, like... It just... And I wasn't actually following you the whole way. I would, like go, I would go to the next spot. You should read the letter. Okay, I'm going to read the letter. <laughs> okay. Now, this may sound similar to General Conference. I'm going to do my best to make it sound similar to General Conference. Back. Okay. Dear brothers and sisters, we find ourselves fighting a war against the ravages of COVID-19 and its variants, an unrelenting pandemic. We want to do all we can to limit the spread of these viruses. We know that protection from the disease they cause can only be achieved by immunizing a very high percentage of the population. To limit exposure to these viruses, we urge the use of face masks in public meetings whenever social distancing is not possible. To provide personal protection from such severe infections, we urge individuals to be vaccinated. Available vaccines have proven to be both safe and effective. We can win this war if everyone will follow the wise and thoughtful recommendations of medical experts and government leaders. Please know of our sincere love and great concern for all of God's children. The First Presidency Russell M. Nelson, Dallin H. Oaks, and Henry B. Eyring
0: should we point out some of the problems with it? Not n- just f- pause on. Well, the, remember, pause
1: on the urgings that that. They, okay, but
0: remember we have
1: been talking about the censorship. The problem is the censorship. <laughs> there, to be unaware of the censorship is to be completely oblivious. Right. There are, there are a myriad, a plethora. <laughs> would what you say you a say, plethora?
0: Would you say I have a plethora? A
1: plethora. What There's does a-, a
0: plethora mean? <laughs> a
1: we there, There's a myriad, there's a, a ton, hundreds, thousands of, of high-level professionals, medical professionals and experts who disagree with the narrative that's going on. In fact, there's a high-level virologist that's out there that worked for Pfizer and a lot of these bio companies that's out there warning we need to stop. He's a vi- He's a believer in vaccines, but he's warning we need to stop vaccinating everybody because we're creating anti- antibody no, we're creating mutations. That's different right. than antibody-dependent. Mu- there was one enhancement. There was
0: one doctor who used the word deranged, where, we're causing the immune system be, to become deranged. There's a interfering Harvard interfering with its ability to actually create natural antibodies, and so that people, people who have had these are more susceptible to variants because of that. And that that's a theory, or that that's what he was postulating, but. Let, let, well, there was let's, a,
1: there's a Harvard guy that was saying we're, we're ruining people's faith in the medical establishment. His reason well, for not ha- doing yeah, this, that's- his <laughs> reason was like, Hey, you guys, we're, we're literally killing a generation here. They're not going to believe that we have any credibility when we do this. Right. Cause, cause they don't. But like, there, there's so many things to talk about here. You brought it up. The, the, first of all, the flavor, the, the, the tenor, the, uh, well, the, the style of the, the wording, the ravages
0: they, of, it sounds like war. It, it's it's it sounds it's a like war, it's and there are ravages written by like a neocon government, you know, like some Donald Rumsfeld flunky, or like,
1: somebody who writes for the Associated Press. We are with in, an agenda. We
0: are in a war, so right away they're putting this in, into alarmist terms. What? We're in a war of a you know a ravaging virus, an unrelenting pandemic. Those I, are words that are unnecessary to I describe know, I, our situation. I put
1: the I put the uh, statistics up on the website on I think our first episode. Now that they've changed a little bit since then, but this remember time goes on and we have three million people that die in this country every year. I estimate that we, due to the seasonal nature of the coronavirus episode. We had an extra one quarter of one person die per thousand. Generally, you'd have about nine or ten the, die per thousand. So it's, it's statistically significant that there's there was a little excess death, but you it's it's been blamed on COVID, and right. we nobody has talked about the societal cost of locking down, locking ner- people in nursing homes, scaring the hell out of everybody. Remember, that's that's a really small. An excess. That's not a pandemic.
0: Excess death throughout the world, actually, has regressed to normal a long time ago, months months ago, a year ago. You had that spike where maybe maybe it was COVID, maybe it wasn't. But ex- excess death isn't even an issue anymore, which is why you don't even really hear about deaths anymore in the, in the narrative. It's spread. It's Delta is spreading like wildfire and things like that. So the narrative is certainly shifted. But right, right off the bat, this letter paints things into this military...
1: Unrelenting. It's unrelenting.
0: Ravaging. And I think that's unnecessary. Now, they are right about something. We definitely are in a war. <laughs> yeah. But you don't fight a war against a virus. That's like a war on terror. It's this unwinnable, undefinable, just medically impossible thing to fight a war against the well, virus well that's, that's
1: the problem it's oh. 14 days to slow the spread has turned into
0: 512 or something something
1: like that <laughs> and and we the, the problem is they're not the the problem with this letter is the is the nature of the propaganda this is in the, the who why and why now questions must be answered this was this was right at the height of the the vaccine insanity we did three podcasts on it because we're so and we're laughing a lot today because it's so absurd like you cannot right. We've destroyed our entire society over a seasonal, maybe maybe an above-average seasonal thing, but it's just barely, if at all, and we literally are destroying our society. We've, we've destroyed the economy, and the long-term effects of that remain to be seen, and the minds of the people have been dramatically we're, we're damaged, raising a generation, dramatically damaged. A
0: generation of children is being raised to fear each other, to fear the sight of, of another human face, to fear the air we breathe. And in every case of anything
1: like this ever happening in the history of the world, it has been natural immunity, naturally acquired immunity that burns the thing out, and it just goes on its merry way within the season.
0: You voted for Trump, didn't you?
1: Well, I do like Christmas.
0: Uh, Trump invented the idea of natural immunity. Okay. It's it's just a... (laughs) Well, that's, that's what... All right, let's move. That's on. what. That's what the next. The problem is,
1: the next two sentences. There's a few things. It's a, not very
0: long, but it's at, at every point it's wrong. There's at a every few point it's wrong. things that are declared as fact, which are disputable.
1: They're not just disputable. They're like <laughs> I'm going. Easy. You're trying to be nice, but they're they're blatantly wrong. That's the problem. We we want to do all we can to limit the spread of viruses. Well, duh. Okay, but we all, we already do that, except if you to bring your kids to nursery with, you know, that's that's a typical thing in well, the that's church.
0: Well, that's a little joke there, right? Is that probably Mormons have the strongest immune systems on the planet because we, we have nursery. We've all served in nursery and in the primary where every little kid is covered in snot and saliva and coughing and touching all the toys and sharing juice boxes and Cheerios. But remember,
1: they're virtually... Immune to COVID, right? Because it's the the, the SARS. It's a it's a severe acute respiratory syndrome. It's a it's a respiratory syndrome. It's a cold, and so anyway, we but they, they get they get to this next thing. We know that protection from the disease they cause can only... Diseases... Look, yeah, they, they, they just they, lumped all viruses in here. They pluralized it. They that. pluralized it. All viruses. And then we know that protection from the diseases they cause can only be achieved by immunizing a very high percentage of the population. That is so blatantly false.
0: So uh, it sparked a couple of questions for me. First question that it sparked was, why did they pluralize? And I think they're lumping variants, you, but the variants is, aren't... Let's remember the COVID-19 coronavirus disease 2019 is not SARS-CoV-2. It's something that is caused in some infections of SARS-CoV-2. It's a disease caused by the virus. It's a set of symptoms. Right. So anyway, they've, they've pluralized that, which I hadn't seen anywhere else. But then they say that only can be achieved by immunizing a high percentage of the people.
1: Okay, you you know how this stuff works. You know how these press releases or letters are created. Did did Russell Nelson or somebody just quickly jot down like hey, secretary, take a take a memo, let's throw this out to the people or was this scrutinized? Was this not highly produced? There's no way this letter didn't go through the washing machine.
0: Usually church communications do, and I would also guess that neither of the three members of the First Presidency actually wrote it. It was probably written by a attorney, or a public relations executive, or a group of people, probably a group of people, and then they, these three in the first presidency most likely read it, said okay, and signed their names to it. Okay. That's my
1: guess. I think you're probably right.
0: But okay, a large percentage of the people. What percentage?
1: A very high percentage. Is
0: that 99? Is it 52? Is it 12? That's just a vague, like that doesn't mean anything. And also the word immunization, the vaccines, the COVID vaccines do not immunize. They do not inoculate. Right. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's not some crackpot thing. That's the the nature of the mRNA. That's what they're sold us on is it's going to limit the extreme or severe symptoms right that's the nature of this mrna treatment the the timing of this letter you asked who what why where when who why and why now the timing is curious because in the news before the afghan debacle uh distracted itself uh the vaccines were failing these vaccines are failing all over the world and their their benefits such as they are seemed to wear off after a few months, maybe 4 to 6 months. So there was a lot of talk last week about boosters. You got to have boosters. The FDA approved boosters for immunocompromised people, which apparently is everybody now. And then so then this comes out. This this is the another curious thing about this letter is it was unsolicited. It wasn't a reaction to something like you know, last That's year That's the why now question. Last year you had a lot of like some some church statements kind of supporting government mandates like the state mask mandate and the church says yeah we support the government in this we we're good global citizens and we support the government this came out of nowhere it, it well except that it,
1: except that it was timed with all of the crazy contradictory stuff that we were all right, geeked out about last but couple it, of weeks but
0: the Spencer Cox didn't come out with a similar. Well, he's been saying the same he thing wanted to. Forever. He wanted to, but they can't. But there's not. There was no mandate that this is in support of. Well, the legislature no, took his ability to do that right, away, and it really makes him mad. I'm sure it does. <laughs> you could tell. Like he's. When I say I'm so tired of protecting the unvaccinated, that's his. I'm quoting him. He said that in a press release in a a, a, in a sitting press governor conference.
1: A sitting governor.
0: Said he was tired of protecting the unvaccinated.
1: And if you watch like CNN, you sent me a clip of a CNN lady or somebody who was just making this emotional plea about vax deniers. And
0: it was Andrea Kramer from MSNBC, NBC, Maybe MSNBC. She has that real nasally voice.
1: And she said that we were involved in a cult of death. Yeah. And that, you know, 95% of doctors have been vaccinated and why can't we all, you know, we're these Trump people, they hate They hate people, they're a cult of death. She
0: yeah, you kept wanna, using the word cult of death. By the way, do you know how many, worldwide, do you know how many abortions are performed every year? Uh, No, I don't offhand. You're going to tell me. Uh, somewhere between 40 and 50 million a year. That's just a little bit of information that you can put in your pocket.
1: Well, 600,000 Americans have died because of COVID. Just for reference, I won't, I won't make light of that whole thing. That's a pretty sobering thought right there.
0: So let's continue with the letter. Okay, well. <coughs> they, do, they, they declare a couple of things. When you use the words, we know, again, in LDS culture, those are powerful, strong Words. That was our waiting. Did this did this get words. read?
1: Did this get read in church?
0: Not in the congregation I attend. We had a
1: we got an email from the first presidency, then we got an email from the stake, which is sort of the
0: A group of congregations, a group of wards. Yeah, and
1: then we got a letter from our ward, the local con- congregation. The neighborhood congregation. It's about what would you say, two hundred families? A hundred families? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we know there there are people that go back and scrutinize all the words of the prophets looking for the the slight anything they've said in their personal lives all the the prophet is synonymous with president of the church all, all the people who have served as president of the church looking for hints about end times prophecy you know th- that's it's common for people to really put this guy on a pedestal and I think it's been typical of Mormons since the beginning, since Joseph Smith. It's funny because in um, I think it's eighteen thirty two, eighteen thirty one. Let Let me look up this quote really quick.
0: While he's doing that, it's imp- it's worth just pointing out that this again we 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 talked about this a little, but reiterating that this has caused seismic waves in the church, at least here in Utah locally. There's a lot of people both in and out of my circle saying, why, what is going on here? This This is out of character. Why did they say anything? And so a lot of people are talking about this. And the general sort of mood that I'm seeing is that people are coming back and saying, it's gotta be some kind of a test. It's gotta be some kind of there's there's coercion involved. President Nelson is being forced to say this in order to protect the church or to keep the temples and, and the missionaries out. And, and that all very might very well be true, but I don't think I don't think that that, that doesn't mesh with the actions of prophets before both scripturally and modern prophets speak the truth. We have a song in the church where it says do what is right and let the consequence follow battle for freedom, right
1: (laughs) in spirit and light or something like that. Right. But
0: let's, I I'm frustrated with that with that line of thinking because it implies or doesn't even imply it's very explicitly saying that it's okay for the church to mislead people in order to protect the assets of the church or am i misinterpreting it
1: do what is right the day dawn is breaking hailing a future of freedom and light angels above us are silent note-taking of every action then do what is right do what is right let the consequence follow battle for freedom in spirit and might this i didn't even (laughs) you brought it up bobby (laughs) battle for freedom in spirit and might battle for freedom in spirit and might and with stout hearts look ye forth till tomorrow god will protect you then do what is right uh yeah the the thing is People people scrutinize the words of the the prophets, the ma- the man that stands at the head of the church, and there there was a shift. I, I want to just con- contrast uh, two statements here because the, it's been typical since the beginning of Mormonism for people to latch on to the prophet or the president, the the head dude, and really want to suck out of him all of the knowledge rather than going straight to god right well in 1832 i believe or 1831 i can't see the uh i'm I'm not seeing the source here or the page here excuse me i'm not seeing i'm not seeing the uh the date here in the Joseph Smith papers website that I'm looking at, but he was talking to the Relief Society and the founder of the church, Joseph Smith said that. (laughs) Okay. Listen to this. President Joseph Smith rose and read the 14th chapter of Ezekiel. Should we read that on the air? Okay. Let me just keep (laughs) going. He said that the Lord had declared by the prophet. Okay. The Lord had to tell the prophet to tell the people That the people should each one stand for himself and depend on no man in that state of corruption of the Jewish church. Okay, so he's likening their church to the Jewish church. And he says that righteous persons could only deliver their own souls, and he applied it to the present state of the church of the Latter-day Saints. So I'm not making that up when I say he's likening it to the corruption in the Jewish church. What is the corruption of the Jewish church? The corruption of the Jewish church was that the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees had become so focused on their laws and following each other and quoting each other that they crucified the
0: Christ. So they got like they were like taking pictures of themselves. I'm
1: getting- not going to you you make Bobby you're the one that put your hand on the electric fence. Getting vaccinated? Okay, you you put your hand on the electric fence. I, I'm just ta- I'm just quoting Joseph Smith here. Let were it be they- known. Let it be known to the Council of Love that I am only quoting Joseph
0: Smith. Were they putting out press releases about how much money they donate to church? Let me finish the quote.
2: <laughs>
1: Zot. <laughs> he applied it to the present state of the Church of the Latter-day Saints. That's, at the time, the church, they called themselves the Church of the Latter-day Saints. It's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's the same church, okay? This is Joseph Smith.
0: Right. And that, that that name came a little bit later.
1: He said... If the people departed from the Lord, they must fall. Okay, now, everybody, this is the problem. Everyone thinks, this is the cultural expectation, is that because there's this this cultural belief that the, the, the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve are in touch with God and inspired, that everything they say is coming from God, and therefore, by following them, you're following God. Listen to what Joseph Smith says here. He says, if the people departed from the lord they must fall that they were depending on the prophet hence they were darkened in their minds from neglect of themselves envious towards the innocent while they afflict the virtuous with their shafts of envy i need to read that again this is i'll put a link to this this is the the nauvoo relief society book minute book uh on the Joseph Smith paper website. Okay, the, the that's got to be contrasted against um, Wilford Woodruff's statements at the end of the Doctrine and Covenants. It, it, this is a, in our current Doctrine and Covenants. There is uh, a section called excerpts from... Uh, Let's see. I'm having a hard time finding this on the website. There's a, there's a section called excerpts from, from Wilford Woodruff's talks after the First Manifesto. The First Manifesto was given in 1890. It's listed as official declaration in, in the back of your Doctrine and Covenants, and it talks about how the church is no longer practicing polygamy. Well, the group affiliated with Bruce R. McConkie that redid the scriptures in 1981 put some excerpts from talks that Wilford Woodruff gave at the end of the Doctrine and Covenants. So for the last 40 years, roughly, we've sort of considered these talks to be scripture, but they never really got voted on. You know, we never we never sustained these particular talks by themselves as if they were scripture. I know people have from time to time, several times, sustained the canonical standard works as scripture in the Mormon church, but these particular talks were never sustained. The official declarations, number one and number two, were officially uh, accepted and sustained. Number one was, of course, about polygamy. They didn't put the second manifesto in in 1906 in there, or 1904. I can't remember where they said, no, really, we're not. <laughs> no, really, we're not going to do polygamy. Uh, but the second declaration is the 1978 blacks in the priesthood one well anyway after that there's some words by excerpts from wilford Woodrow's talks where he says god would never allow me or any man who stands at the head of this church to lead you astray it's not in the program
0: he goes on and says it is not in the mind of god
1: yeah you want to read it you got it there
0: well you got it pretty much right but the lord will never permit me or any other man who stands as president of this church to lead you astray. It is not in the program, it is not in the mind of God. If I were to attempt that, the Lord would remove me oh, yeah, that's out the big of one. my place. And so he and so he will any other man who attempts to lead the children of men astray from the oracles of God and from their duty.
1: Okay, so now the question I pose is who is correct? Joseph or Wilford or are they are they even contradictory statements? Is it possible that Wilford is incorrect saying that? It's why possible. why would God of course it's Possible. Okay, but we we as LDS don't ever think of it that way. We have a
0: And I, this is where I this is where I want I think <clears throat> this cuts to the heart of the issue. Forget the vaccine, forget the masks. I think it's theatrical and silly and it's dumb to even like we Forget the masks. Forget If you want the vaccine, go get it. I don't care. You know, go get it. But the heart of the issue here is, have we we neglected our duty to receive our own personal revelation? The Doctrine and Covenants teaches, which which you're going to know the section number, I think it's 80-something, encourages us to see the face of God. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit this one anyway, so
1: I'm. I don't know. You could probably leave it all in but the uh, the section 93 t- uh, ver- verse one. You know, if any man will et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, he shall uh, see my face and know that I am. Uh, so it's not the only. That's not the only place.
0: Uh, we
1: section 88. We draw near unto me. I'll draw near unto you.
0: This is this is where. This is, to me, is the, the heart of the issue with this letter. Section 84. And with a whole bunch of other things. <laughs>
1: he said diligently. We be-
0: We have become a lazy, spiritually lazy people because it's been made too easy to simply say, quote, follow the prophet. He knows the way. Follow the prophet. He won't lead us astray. It's a literal song that we sing from the time we're three years old. So now all we have to do is watch general conference twice a year, talk about the talks once a week, you know, once a once a week in church,
1: and then do what they recommend, and that's it. And
0: but that's you have to it.
1: do what they recommend; otherwise, you're not considered. A... Well,
0: no, you don't. I mean, well, uh, what are saying you saying considered what a good? What I'm saying is that that's we don't even take that seriously. Because we, we do these checkbox, pharisaical, visible things like show up to church in our white shirt. Make sure to go to the temple on ward temple night so the rest of the ward can see you. Make sure to show up to a service project or two a year. And I know I'm being very... You're being
1: very jaded here, very critical.
0: Uh, but and I, and Very I stereotyping. Do, I, I, I don't mean to criticize the individuals because there's a lot of really good people. But what I'm criticizing is the prevailing, the prevailing mental sort of approach to all of this that creates this, this body of people who aren't willing to do the work to receive their own witness. Or... Maybe, maybe saying they're not willing is the wrong term. Maybe they don't know any better. Maybe we don't know any better, including myself in all of this.
1: Well,
0: I, uh, I don't do have we any teach, special insight. Do
1: we, do we teach what we're talking about? I mean, are we really teaching what we're talking about today? That, that's, that is the, the ultimate goal of Mormonism is to put a man in touch with God directly. Do we teach we, that?
0: We, we dance around it, and oftentimes we couch it in saying, as long as you do it through the current prophet, then yeah, sure.
1: K, the, I think what I just said was a heresy, though. What be, I, if because, I said that Wilfred Woodruff's words are not correct?
2: That's.
0: But I, here's. But right now, this letter is important because it's caused. I know several people personally, and I don't know that many people personally. Okay. So this is saying something. I've also seen other reactions online, and you know, this is blown up. This this is causing. I keep saying it, seismic waves. Well, what are some of the but, ways people are explaining it? Well, well, finish your thought. What's happening is that people, people who up to this point have decided I'm not going to get the vaccine for whatever reason are now in this, this stage of conflict trying to reconcile the words that we've all been told, that we've all been taught are coming from God and then their own personal gut Feeling their own revelation. Revelation comes to people in different formats, different ways. It's not just a warm and fuzzy.
1: Yeah. What do you think that that little na- nagging voice is like? Oh, that that little dissonance. That's the Holy Ghost, guys.
0: Right. It's causing conflict, and people are f- struggling. They're wrestling. Let me, let with me tell us. you
1: why. Let me tell you why it's this is an obvious one. Is because it crosses the line. We're talking about taking an unknown foreign substance into your body that, by all accounts, on the media is safe and effective. Did they eat? They used the term safe and effective, right? They, they used the media propaganda terms that Va- available vaccines have been proven to be both they haven't, safe and effective. They that's haven't actually been, not They haven't accurate. been
0: proven to be anything. They're, There's not enough time has passed. They may yet prove to be sort of safe. But and that's sort the of problem. They're not but so far they're not proving, they're
1: proving to be dramatically damaging with the virus. the VAERS system that's and with not all effective. the effective. Yeah, they're not the, effective. But we know n- this. News reports, latest news report I saw was that the Pfizer vaccine is forty two percent effective. And what is right. effective in their book is that it reduces severe symptoms.
0: Right. See, we know this. We know this. And so right now you have members of the church who are arguing with one another. You have families that are falling apart or being driven apart because half of the family or part of the family is saying, "Get the vaccine." And now, now the prophet's telling you to get the vaccine. Are you apostate? Are you are you going to follow the prophet or not? Are you going to break your sacred covenants and not get the vaccine? That's the type of language but, but that this is But this is, is why sparking. it's so
1: bad. We're taking, you're talking about taking a substance into your body. We've been all taught with right. the Doctrine and Covenants but, it, to, section to 87 me, to not take crap to, into our bodies. To
0: me, it doesn't even matter what the letter admonished other than that it's controversial. And they knew it is controversial. They knew it would cause division. They know that, especially in the, in the Intermountain West, they know that there's a large portion of Mormons who are liberty-minded? Who are just the, who are all the stereotypes that the media thinks we all are, right? And I'm saying that in a good way. They're they they're preppers. They're conservative politically. They're patriotic. Big they fam- own guns. Big families. They have a lot of kids. They own land. They own livestock. Hard, hard working They know how to they know how to hunt and fish and and grow crops and all of these things that. Our governor pretends to be, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Never miss a chance to poke him in the eye. The church knows that this is a controversial, divisive statement, and yet they put it out there in very absolute terms. There's no talk in that statement of speaking with a doctor. There's no talk of revelation. There's no talk of taking the matter to the Lord. And that is the heart of Mormonism, or is supposed to be. The foundational event of Mormonism was Joseph Smith going to the grove and taking a problem that the world around him was not solving sufficiently, satisfactory, in any satisfactory way to him. And he took the matter to the Lord, which sparked the first vision, we call, or the first visitation. And... From there, the cascading of the entire res, uh, restoration. The history, yeah. It's all history after that. And the whole point, and Joseph taught this repeatedly, the whole point of it all was that each one of us could and should have that same experience. But we've shied away from that. It's kind of a scary thing to think about. It's an easy thing to fall short of. But we've farmed out our spiritual progression to men that we don't even know.
1: Well, we farm it out to each other, too, when we go to church for validation. A lot of of the time we go there and we're looking for other people to lift us up. That's why you go to church is you want to be uplifted. But
0: that's a good—that's founded in a good principle.
1: Yeah, but what it devolves into is this idea that, oh, here's how we measure goodness, and so we can see that this guy over here, because he's checked all these boxes, he's good, and that's our model, and so— if if you get up and you talk about having done those things and that they affected you for good you get validated and you feel good i feel sure. good because sure i did this and why do you feel good well cuz everybody else feels good and and that makes you more accepted and and it gives you praise that's, and and, that's, and good feeling
0: that's inevitable in, in any, any group in any group, any group
1: and that's that's happening uh, amongst the medical Cult that has developed right. around COVID. They're 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 like, well, I, I I'm wearing a mask even though I'm vaccinated. I feel good, and, and all the people on Twitter make them feel good. They give them the attaboys and the dopamine right. from from liking their post or whatever. And that's and then so they put on a second mask, and we, it's like, look, I'm wearing two masks. Yeah. I mean, how much dopamine do you need? You need uh, four more. masks. Mm-hmm. I need more. Every time I put on a well, mask, and, I get these this appro- this approval.
0: That's a big problem, in, you know. In, I've gone off and you've gone off on, on masks. Masks are a big problem. But it's and the pattern is what but I'm talking our, about. Our, our unwillingness to call out masks for what they were and to die on that hill, so to speak, I'm seeing that phrase a lot, is one of the reasons we're, where we're at now. Yeah, but
1: vaccinations cross the line. And, and of course, when I'm talking about the masks, I'm just talking about the pattern of how we receive the dopamine from right. other people.
0: Well, yeah, and the same thing has come into... Certainly, you have people getting vaccinated just so they can post it on Instagram.
1: Look let's let's take another foreign substance that a lot of Mormons are concerned about. Caffeine. And, well, let's alcohol. Oh, I thought again. If this if this were a, <laughs> uh, urging to take an uh, a, the, the tables would totally be turned. This would be a uh, an example in the opposite direction f- for use in a in a Sunday school class if this were about alcohol. Right. We would say, "Well, look, you, you guys, you kids, you need to resist this groupthink, all of this peer pressure, all of this worldly pressure, trying to get you to take a drink because it's bad for your body." If this were alcohol and this were a Mormon setting, th- it would this this letter here would be considered devilish propaganda.
0: If it was encouraging people, if to it drink- was
1: encouraging people to drink alcohol, right. well, because it, because of our longstanding but see this since prohibition
0: we've been taught we've talked about this on different episodes we, we were taught growing up that peer pressure is bad and, and, and to resist peer pressure was both in a secular and a religious context was was a good thing to to don't succumb to the all the voices saying everybody's doing it well that's flipped that's flipped both from government, propaganda, and now church. And this isn't, nec- this isn't the first time the church has encouraged people to take the vaccine. It's just the most formal, I think, the most authoritative because of that signed official declaration. It's huge. Declaration. No, it's
1: huge. Everybody knows it's huge. That's why we're talking about it today. It's something we have to wrestle with. We all have to wrestle with it. And there will be consequences from this for everyone. You will either go with the flow or you'll be ostracized by
0: it. So the, the heart of this matter is, to me, is what does an individual do who all of their senses, everything they've ever relied on for spiritual growths, for spiritual promptings, every, every methodology that the Holy Ghost has used to communicate with that individual is in opposition to the contents of that letter, what is an individual? Because that, and that is not an uncommon situation that people are finding themselves in. I've talked to other people. Again, this is anecdotal, but there are people saying that more people than I've ever seen before are emailing me, texting me, asking me, "What do I? What is this? What is, What do I do?" There's, there's.
1: That's because they can't get the positive affirmation from church, so now they've got to ask the peer group. What do you think right. about this? I don't want to be the first one in the pool.
0: People are wrestling, yeah, people are wrestling this with this, and here's my point. We don't know how to wrestle anymore
1: exactly. I know that's i I, I hear I you loud you, and clear. I know you know I hear you loud and clear for our listeners out there. I know we've got a lot of listeners who are very conservative traditional l d s that you the, the, what we're saying today may turn you off. You may be listening to this. You may have already turned us off. It may be too late for me to make this statement that Bobby Flood and Jordan Bruno went off the cliff today, August 16th, 2021, and I can't listen to them anymore. I have had this experience before where I have had a a, a group of... I, I, this is not my first rodeo as far as trying to, t- to help people wake up to the crazy stuff that's going on in the world. And... Uh, In a past experience, I made some comments to a group and because I brought up some ideas that were critical to longstanding tradition they had held relative to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there were literally people who told me and my associates, well, you guys were so great and you're doing such a great work until you started saying all that apostate stuff about the church and now I can't participate in your thought crimes anymore they didn't say thought crimes but you know that i i understand if you're out there going hey look you guys have lost me that that's that's what i think this contention is doing i mean we are in the last days there is a division going on and it's first and foremost a mind war there is a war but we're let me let me also be perfectly clear Bobby and I are not here telling you to leave the church or to go get mad at somebody to go do something. No, I. We're not of telling you not. to. In fact,
0: I would say, don't, don't leave.
1: <laughs> they, the church needs you, <laughs> but it really does. It, it, what is the church except its members? You know,
0: right?
1: Well, it can be a very wealthy organ- a corporate organization too. At the same time, in today's modern world, but well, that's something we could get into. That's a different discussion. But like, we're not telling you to leave the church. We're not telling you to ditch your friends. The problem is, this is a divisive
0: thing. We're not even telling you to not, if, to change your mind and go get vaccinated if you felt like you didn't need to do it, but now you do. That's up to you. That's totally up to you. It's that's
1: entirely up to but you. That's but that's the
0: whole point: is that we have to be a free people, especially when it comes to medical procedures. A free people has to be free to make those choices without coercion and right. peer pressure. Peer pressure, th- I, I would almost argue that this letter is co- is coercive, knowing the context, knowing the weight that those right. three men carry. It in absolutely culture. is.
1: It absolutely is. And they're trying to, I think some in some circles, they're trying to back off. We've seen some, seen some chatter from high level places where they're saying, no, no, you know, you make your own decision, get your revelation and do what you want to do. And, but, Look, this COVID thing would be over. Okay, there was a little seasonal spike, again, at, the, at during the seasonal flu time. But those are always But here. that always every, happens. Every
0: year, those graphs all so f- look about the same. So for we 20, just don't measure it right. and, pr- and publish it and, right. and determine fixate our on entire life around right. we don't, them. We
1: don't fixate on it, but for 2021, 2020, 2021, so last, six months ago, we had it, and it tailed off before the vaccines came out. The whole thing tailed off. And this "quote-unquote" pandemic would not be an issue if we didn't keep doing stuff like the church just did. This would not be an issue if the the people want it to go away. But the, the there's there's a statement in here that says we can win this war if everyone will follow the wise and thoughtful recommendations of medical experts and government leaders. We are not going to win the war until we completely disregard what the propaganda they. They are not going to let us off the hook, and that's clear from the, the, the statements and the, and the rhetoric going on this summer. They're just simply not going to let people off the hook. They will, they, they will continue to grind and create the contention because that's who they are. The, go- the government and the, the medical tyranny that's evolving here intend to change society, and they will not let up. They will not let up if you do what they say they are right. going to continue to grind you they will only let up if we beat them back with truth and that's what this that's what makes this so disappointing is there it seems to be that this is now, now there's there's some theories out there that the the situation is so far advanced that maybe there's some duress
0: that, that yeah that the first presidency right? released a statement with a quote gun to their head i think that that's probably metaphorical, but they're being pressured to do this. Right.
1: There was also another theory that the, because of their prophetic insight, that the alternative to not taking the vaccine will be internment camps, re-education camps. And so they're trying to protect as many of us as they can by getting us in lockstep with... Right. Now, and now if you read the Wilford Woodruff excerpts at the end of the Doctrine and Covenants, which again are not Scripture... He does make a statement. He says, I've seen what it's going to look like if we don't drop polygamy. And so therefore, in order to avoid conflict, I'm telling you to do this. But he comes out and he says that in this talk. Right. To his credit, and, and to his I'm, credit, that's what that, he felt. That's
0: kind of been my, not my counter. I'm not trying to counter these arguments. I'm, I'm wrestling with this too, just like a lot of people are. But if that's the case, why speak in code? And also, if that's the case, it would make more sense that that's the case if this pro-vaccination letter came in the midst of the church being anti-COVID measurements, you know, like the NBC slide.
1: Or like it was with polygamy, how they were pro-polygamy and then they flipped. But they
0: haven't been. Since the very beginning, they've been very much in...
1: Pro-vaccine.
0: Well, pro... No, pro-vaccine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're pro-vaccine... Stance goes predates COVID. We're talking about an organization that has donated tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions, to vaccination efforts. Worldwide vaccination efforts. Well,
1: we've got we've got executives from Pfizer that serve at high levels in the church. Uh, we've got, sometimes we've say got things got that get scrubbed really yeah, quickly.
0: That, got, that one got
1: scrubbed. We
0: uh, we can link to it with the Wayback Machine.
1: We we've got investments in Moderna and Pfizer big investments
0: Johnson & Johnson and Abbott Laboratories and, and, and then
1: if you're a, if you're a stock guy it's like well why wouldn't you they're the big companies and that's a good point I mean if you're going to make money you might as well invest in the right. stuff that's
0: but is it is it a conflict of interest if you are a big influential organization to promote the products that you're invested in to your organizational members
1: not if the goal is to make money
2: <laughs>
0: no is, I'm not, that's, no no that's not I'm, I'm being serious know, that's the it, problem I mean you laugh but that's is the problem it
2: unethical No,
0: I'm not not, saying
1: is it illegal. Not if you they they have financial people will disclose whether they have positions in the stocks that they're that they're promoting. And that's part of what the SEC requires.
0: Speaking of duress, they will disclose those under a little bit of duress. But I'm getting cynical again. Well, that's the thing. What the we we
1: must assess our spirituality here in the this age in this this nexus point of events that are converging as we are players or what we wanted to talk about today the hero's journey as we're going through our refinement as we're experiencing this in the war the war in the cosmos between the epic forces or the the epic war between the forces of good and evil you know as you play the role of the hero or the heroine you why why would it get any less convoluted than this it's always a difficult thing right. especially when you have to reconcile with deeply held beliefs and traditions that color your entire society and have colored your entire life and your history your ancestry right right we again we're not i'm not telling anyone here Oh, you must leave the church, but we have to grapple with truth.
0: We, this is well. That's been that's been the story of every or most biblical prophet, Book of Mormon prophet. They, it's the, their little books. You know, the Book of so and so, Nephi, Jacob. Well, uh, the story of them Ezekiel. grappling with truth. I mean, we talk about Ezekiel thirty wrestling with God. You know, Jacob wrestled with God. We talk about uh, Enoch or Enos, sorry, Enos in the Book of Mormon.
1: We talk about Enoch in the Pearl of Great Price. And Enoch too.
0: (laughs) But the, you know, Nephi, Nephi is probably the most popular. He's the one we read because he's the start. (laughs) He's got the first opening lines. Having been born.
1: How many of you have gotten a second Nephi (laughs) repeatedly? he, He
0: grappled. He struggled. That's the whole point, Right is to learn how to do that so then you hear through the commotion through the noise you latch on to that signal of the Lord of the, a, of the spirit There's an
1: interesting pattern that occurs in the in these hero's journey stories and it occurs in Nephi's story and that is that the the general the, the hero must recognize that the world he lives in is not what he thought and that the institutions or the, the deeply held beliefs were not all accurate. That's the, that's the thing. There's always the wake up. It's, right. And we, we probably don't have time to talk about it today. I mean, I, I want to talk about Free Guy. Free I want to talk about Oblivion. I want to talk about Groundhog Day. I want to talk about Edge of Tomorrow.
0: Free Guy is excellent, and you should all go see it. You, you've given an extension on your homework. But I'll give you, a, not a spoiler, but a little, a, a Bobby Flood version of the tagline. Free Guy is a movie about NPCs who wake up and discover that an evil cabal is trying to destroy their world. That's not... A, that's,
1: a good, uh, that's a pretty good synopsis. That's ex-
0: <laughs> that's not, that sounds like what's happening in the real world. And there's a lot of parallels, but well, Guy, especially
1: when you look at the NPC meme, right? That has been out there relative to the media paroders,
0: literal literal NPCs in the in the movie. It's it's a clever spin on the Truman Show. They live. Oh yeah, it, kind the, it's of genre. funny because
1: they've got the glasses right. from They Live. They've got the the repetitive day. From Groundhog Edge of Tomorrow, Groundhog Day, and and Boss Level,
0: and they've got the false reality. They've got
1: the, they've got the Truman Show. They've got the sea. There's the sea. There's the, the place that he's trying to get to. They even have. They've got the love interest. They've got the. They've got it all.
0: They even have the quote real world audience that, like in the Truman Show, become the heralding angels cheering on, cheering them on.
1: Yeah, watching them, watching angels above us are silent note taking. Of every action, then do what is right. So it it was a really good show. I thought I thought it was good.
0: uh, Much better. I I went into it not knowing much about it, and it was much better than I that I. I think
1: even in the next few weeks, we're going to have to be careful with it because we don't want to give out spoilers. It's such yeah. It is a new release, so we'll have to focus our comments on Groundhog Day. But
0: you, you dear listener, you probably find yourself in a situation right now where the world that you've grown up in, isn't what you thought it was. And that could mean something different to all of us, but you might be poking your finger at the sky or the air and it's, there's something there, it's jiggling. You're realizing it's not, that, that, it's not what you thought it was and you're, it's not what you, it, you were taught it was. That's okay. That's the moment where you can break through that's the moment that that's an opportunity to see the world and to see truth. That it's an opportunity that prophets have gone through, that philosophers have gone through that. And all of us are expected to go through. Heroes in the movies go through it. These these stories <clears throat> these stories resonate. They're these this monomyth for a reason. And they 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 pass on from generation to generation, from culture to culture, because Ultimately, I think, ultimately, they are rooted in a fundamental truth. And that is that we are divine beings and capable of communicating through the barrier of this fallen world, com- uh, capable of communicating with the divine being that created this world, who is not a malicious, corporate, greedy uh executive, like you see in the movies, but actually a kind and loving God who is trying desperately to lead us through this fallen, corrupt, fake world.
1: To redemption, to redemption. Right. And that is redemption, to come to know God. Uh, Joseph Smith also, here's another quote from Joseph Smith. He said, "And, and let it be known to all the podcast listeners, I love Joseph Smith. I love Mormonism. Okay? I love it. And I take it seriously and I'm, you know, Bobby, you can say whatever you want there. I think, I think he feels the same, but uh, our paradigm, our modern cultural paradigm, look at the history of how the organizations evolve. Our paradigm has gotten off kilter and we've built up an organization through either convenience or uh, maybe somebody wanted centralized power but we built we built up a top-down type of a thing that did, does not have to be that way, and it doesn't mean we have to go out and wreck everything. We can all be polite, and we can ease off of the of the groupthink. We can be a little bit more diverse. We can we can work on our own journey. We don't have to have a huge conflict. We can all change our heart minds a little bit here, and it's okay. We don't have to throw Joseph Smith out or Jesus Christ out. You know, we don't have to throw out the baby with the bathwater if we find there's some sort of a crack in the foundation. And that's, that's the one thing that kills me over a lot of the things that have happened in the church in the last 10 or 15 years, is that the people that I see that are leaving, they throw out the good stuff. They throw out the most important stuff. And then they jump straight into the waiting arms of the state. And now they're all... You know, right. it just, it, it just kills me. But anyway, Joseph said, uh, and this is in TPJS, God hath not revealed anything unto Joseph, but what he will make known unto the twelve, and even to the least saint, or and even the least saint may know all things as fast as he is able to bear them. For ye, for the day must come when no man needs say to his neighbor, know ye the Lord, for all shall know him who remain from the least to the greatest. And and I think, again, the paradigm is that somehow the 12 are more, or or the leaders, think of it in terms of your bishop or your stake president, that somehow they're more spiritual, that they have more access to or, God. Or
0: even more entitled to that.
1: And that, that's not the case. You should all consider yourselves a Joseph Smith. You should all consider yourselves a Nephi, a Lehi. The hero's journey applies to every single one of us, and we must take up the call to adventure and ask the questions and go out in search of the experience. And I'm not just talking about getting a warm fuzzy from the Holy Ghost or some sort of a confirmation that that guy or that guy is a good guy. Mm -hmm. When Joseph said that, he hasn't revealed anything to Joseph, but what he'll make known unto the 12 and even the least saint, he's not trying to put the 12 or himself above them he's he's trying to put the the least saint on the same level because men always fixate on hierarchy we always do that and and unfortunately a lot of my life I always felt like you know the, the only way that I could really know if I was doing the right thing was to get the attaboys to get the, the dopamine the the confirmation from my parents or my my leaders you know and it's great it's great when you're a good leader follower and it, like good at checking the boxes like if you're a good student when you get the praise that feels good you know so it makes you want to be to continue to do the things that give you the praise what what is god's opinion in all of this that's a huge question to to get god's approval is the ultimate and and it's no small task to go out and you know Approach God and find out what he thinks of the course that you're pursuing. Another Joseph Smith quote. He said there are three things that are required for for salvation. This is lectures on faith. He says, first, you need to know that God exists. And then you need to have a correct understanding of his character, perfections, and attributes. And then finally, you need to know that the course that you personally are pursuing in your life is in accordance with his will. So it's not just knowing. A, a A lot of my life, I thought that testimony was just simply to know that God is real. That's a given for most of his, the history of the world. It's a given that God is a real thing and that there are supernatural forces. Granted, in the, in the Book of Mormon, sometimes you see some of the people not, not quite connecting, and so there's, there's been a tug of war between whether there is a God or not, but that's not what Joseph says is required for your salvation. You need to know him correctly and if the course that you're on is the right course, that's huge. That's a lot, that's a lot higher bar than just simply, oh, God is real. Right. Or, and then, then, and th- that guy over there can tell me what the course what of my, life, course should of my be. life is. Yeah. Right. And that we do a lot of that at church. We tell each other you're on the path if you're following. What? Okay, the, did I just
0: use the word path? Yeah, that's... Uh, okay, if, that's you're, a, if
1: you're getting your,
0: all your checklist done. Well, the church uses it a term very much more recently in the last few years than ever before the covenant path are you on the covenant path they use that term
2: mm-hmm.
0: almost like it's um trademarked Trademark, yeah and there's not really been any definition of what exactly is the covenant Well, it, it's path. the
1: temple ordinances well yeah
0: sure but those are those are generic in the sense that the, the, your personal journey, your personal life, you can still go do those things, but your personal—the things you wrestle with personally are completely different than what the neighbor down the street wrestles with.
1: Right, and you can get into the temple just by answering a few questions in the affirmative. It doesn't necessarily make the heart of the person different. Right. The, one of the big problems with Mormonism, I think, is we've confused the blueprint, which is the temple— for the actual structure, which is you, right? And you know, Hugh Nibley explained the temple is a scale model. Go read Temple and Cosmos: The Meaning of the Temple. The scale model of the universe is what he says. I would like to use the word cosmos because it has a certain definition in Greek. But the temple is a scale model, and you go there to get your bearings on the cosmos. That's why you have the sign of the square in the compass on uh, sewn into the garment it's because those are the seafaring instruments to help you chart the course through the great deep Mm -hmm. through the sky through the through the stars back to the back to the regions where the gods are you know so we're each (laughs) we must consider ourselves respectively adam and eve this is this is serious stuff. This is about the nature of the reality that we are in, the, the cosmic war that we're caught in, and you, each of you, have a duty that devolves upon yourself to come to know God, to find out if the course that you're on is the right course. And it's independent I think of that, any urging
0: Well, one of the, from men. In my opinion, one of the best things that could and should come from this urging is that every single one of us should take time and get ourselves right and, and to commune with God, teach ourselves to commune with God. For some of us, it'll be the first time we utter a prayer out loud like Joseph Smith talks about. For others, it'll be a matter of refining that. And for some, and it, it will be a struggle. It should be a struggle. We're, we live in this fake fallen world, okay? We're NPCs in a fake fallen world with only a vague knowledge It's something above that dome exists and you know there's a there's a great moment in free guy where he has to cope with this idea that he's not even real and i i think that the the movie the movie takes on a kind of a lighthearted approach to some heavy topics They i think they could have even had a, a another three or four minutes of him struggling like in groundhog day when bill murray what's his character's name uh Phil, 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 the newsman, he goes through Phil a, Connor. He goes through a a stage of of all these stages of grief, while he simultaneously kind of commits all the seven the seven deadly sins. He commits
1: suicide <clears throat> too, <laughs> repeatedly. Right, and uh, great show.
0: But what I'm getting at is that the discovery that <laughs> that we live in a fallen fake world if you want to use that word fake can be depressing it can be it can be uh you're not fake though disheartening it, it, that's
1: where free guy falls down is that he's still an ai
0: well spoilers but you know that right away but you knew that he said he was an npc right but but the idea still is is you become as you become more self-aware of who you really are see he discovers who he really is which unlocks his potential to progress.
1: Which is sort of the definition of not fake, is if sure. you're self-aware. Sure. That's how so they-
0: as we become more self-aware of who we really are, that will unlock our potential to progress and to communicate, to converse with the gods like Guy. One, like
1: one man converses with another.
0: Like Guy does in Free Guy. He freely Walks through the garden with the creator of his universe and of him. Yeah. He communes with the God. And now it happens to be a, a good Goddess. looking girl that he loves. But the point is still, he communes with God. And that relationship is, like you said, like one man speaketh to another.
1: Well, that's what Joseph Smith said. Well, you just said that. I know. I want to make that clear that there we stand on the shoulders of giants here. Uh. I think we should table the discussion for next week when we talk about these movies, unless there's another elephant that enters the room. I guess we reserve the right to change our minds at any point in time.
0: I may be gone next week. We'll talk about that off the record. Well,
1: and this and this podcast will probably be heavily edited. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, or maybe not. I don't know. I, I don't. Th- I don't know. Bobby, that you I get to, to go. Th- <laughs> <to do that. laughs> you get to go through and decide if you've if you've uh, uh, stepped in it too too much or whatever. I.
0: I don't think we stepped in anything today.
1: I well the, they put out the letter. Right. And if it comes to the question is is that all that Mormonism Mormonism is now is just simply adherence to to what leaders say? Is that what Mormonism is? Right. That's the question.
0: Even if it even if it contradicts your own personal conscience. You know, the Doctrine and Covenants talks about freedom of conscience. And so is that yeah, is that all we are now or just Waiting for dick you know diktats from on high telling us what to do no matter what that's the big question
1: that's what what is what is Mormonism really because we're we're definitely different than what we were when we started and it's not necessarily I'm not going to sit here and say oh la la you know you guys should all run for the hills um, again no nobody on this podcast is recommending that you stop going or start going or do anything this is the, i hope you're hearing a plea to get in touch with the lord but bobby and i definitely have opinions that are well founded in empirical data relative to what is happening with this covid pandemic quote unquote pandemic and to see such contradictory language such propagandistic well, I, language coming out it's, it, it's, to, it's to to a to a, to a vulnerable bu- a vulnerable segment of the population. We have to admit we're vulnerable. We've been conditioned culturally in the, in the post Wilford Woodruff world to, to also, give them more credence. It
0: also comes at a time when most people LDS or not are just, they're just ready to be done with this. They don't want to wear masks. No wants to wear a mask. Okay, no sane, healthy, well-adjusted person wants to wear a mask all the time, everywhere they go. And you have to. Nobody up- wants to social distance. Nobody wants to limit fam- family gatherings. Nobody wants to do this anymore. And this summer, especially, you know, going back to the spring when the restrictions started to end and all of these things, we said then, hey, don't trust these people. Don't meaning the government and. Mm -hmm. don't trust these people. And now we've given them precedent that they can yank us around. Yank the chain. And, and I think we, we, this letter comes at a time when the chain maybe isn't being yanked, but that maybe it's being tightened a little. And then they yank it. The church yanks it by saying, you gotta, you gotta wear masks in church again. And I don't know how many of you have sat in a congregation full of masked people, but I don't like it.
1: But that wasn't just it. They urged the vaccine, and that crosses and, the and line. And
0: that does cross the line because that's a, that's a personal medical procedure. It,
1: well, and in the face of the empirical data, it's not safe and effective. Right. It's not proven. It's,
0: and it's also not proven and, safe and, and effective.
1: And no, nobody's talking about the th- hundreds of thousands, if not millions and millions of people who are asymptomatic, who had COVID, and who are naturally immune.
0: Right. Natural immunity has been... Erased.
1: Natural immunity trumps... Uh, this f- see, I knew you were a Trump voter. Uh, okay, <laughs> it trumps the uh, fake fake immunity. What, what do you call it? the the uh, this the pharmaceutical
0: the effect, pharmaceutical the immunity shot and the the effect of the shot was wearing off.
1: Yeah, it, natural immunity clearly in every case is going to trump uh, this artificial immunity. That's what we'll call it. That's a good way to put it. But uh, again, getting back to this idea of who you are, what we're caught up in we all we all feel it we're in a in a transitory time a nexus point a convergence of energies whatever you want to call it we're we're at a point in history and in the in our in our cosmic timing that we believe to be the end times and why would it be for the hero or the heroine any more or less difficult or confusing than to have to really deeply examine your most deeply held traditional beliefs and all the institutions that you once relied on. And if you have an institution that's telling you that you don't need to sort that out and that they are the source of truth...
0: Single source of truth.
1: And I'm not just talking about the church here. I'm talking about everything, including the church. If you have that type of thing that's saying, look at me, I will be your savior. Go through me to be saved or, or, you know, we... We're, gonna, we're in this together. It's a s- collective salvation type of an idea. If, if, you're, if that's what you're getting when you're the hero that knows deep down in your gut you're supposed to be on this path seeking the face of God, being the warrior or hero or heroine or whatever that you're supposed to be in your, in your story, and they're trying to detract you from that, how, why would it be any less difficult than this type of a situation right. in the last days in the fourth quarter of the super bowl I'm, you know
0: i know a lot of you are feeling those those feelings deep in your bones in your guts everything inside of you is urging you to be be that be that hero and that doesn't mean in this, you know i don't mean in the sense of like there's a line in free guy Nobody be a hero, and this will all be over soon enough. Well, that that's a banker that's telling the people that in the bank robbery that re, re- reoccurs. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because who's his audience? Well, it's our hero. Yeah. The guy who decides to be a hero. Yeah, his name's Guy. Guy. Doesn't the word Adam mean man?
1: Yeah. That's uh, the first guy. First guy. So
0: Adam is Guy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Guy is Adam.
0: And so maybe 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 being a hero means sticking your neck out in a bank robbery. Maybe it just it's fu- means It's
1: funny. It's it's worth seeing how it, how it all goes down and what a, what he decides to do.
0: And I I I really liked it too because I've been a video game player and so there's a lot of little um, Oh, there's a lot of homages, inside to, jokes and things yeah. like that, but it's sort of a mashup of Fortnite like no, like, like well, wow. you got the dancing. It's you, you've got you've got Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, of course. You've got yeah. some elements of like just traditional FPS. I thought you would appreciate the fact that. So you you've always bemoaned this uh, tradition in video games of you kill people and take their stuff. Yeah, shoot
1: people and loot the corpse.
0: And that's a big part of this world. Oh that, yeah, I totally and, saw but, that. But guy, he he fights against that. A little bit.
1: Well, I love it when uh, he prevails against the ultimate enemy at the end. Spoilers. And, well, well, <laughs> you knew that it's a, it's a comedy, right? It's a, he wins, right? So you don't have to worry. This, you, you know, it was never in doubt. So not a spoiler. Right. But when he prevails, it's just funny how creative that gets and um, how the um, what ultimately causes the. I'm trying to be very careful about how I say that. What ultimately causes the big bad enemy to uh, fail in his quest to destroy Guy, it's very video game. Right. Very good. Well,
0: and Uh, I think there's some really cool symbolism with that enemy, that ultimate enemy.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But
0: we'll let you guys...
1: Well, go look, watch it. You know, it'll probably be out in streaming services and video. Uh, you know, in in two don't or have three, a communal three experience
0: in the theater.
1: Yeah, you, well, you can go watch it in the theater. But I'm just saying, I, I'm on. I want to put a timeline on this because I want to talk openly about it. I'm going to say here on the podcast. I'm warning you guys. We're probably going to start talking about Free Guy within three months.
0: Oh, sooner than uh, that. Sooner, no, but I mean, I mean, like,
1: <laughs> I mean, like, spoilers. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, sooner than that because we've seen it and I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I want to talk about it sooner.
1: Okay, so but what are we ne- next it. week we're going to talk about Groundhog Day. It's right? pretty
0: pretty much family friendly. There's a couple of so there's some there's some oh, language I'd say it's but it's, family it's friendly. pretty family friendly. We so, took my whole family and we loved it.
1: So uh, but next week we're going to talk about Groundhog Day. We're not going to we're not going to spoil Free Guy next week, right? Okay. If I Are you but, okay? I mean or the following week even if you're okay. gone. Yeah. Is it can you commit to that? Oh, yeah. Can huh. you commit to that? Will you not we, spoil free guy.
0: Jordan and Bobby are an effective team. Okay. <laughs> so there's our Oblivion reference. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We always have trouble wrapping these up.
1: Well, today's a tough one. I mean, today is a really tough one.
0: Well, I, and I think a lot of our listeners are feeling a little beat up right now. I mean, now. you want
1: to just be with people you know and like and you want to like commiserate <laughs> because the world is not what it seems. Right. Well, on that note, I'll just say this to you, to you, to you listeners. We love you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we do. We appreciate everything that, that you do and, 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 listening and sharing and, but not just that, but just, um, but just, uh, being willing to, to be open to some of the nutty electric fence ideas that maybe we, we talked about here and we hope we hope we're making your lives a little bit better even if just providing some entertainment and some something to think about neither of us have the answers
1: amen brother
0: all right that said the music's been cued and we will wrap up
1: we're off take care everybody
0: goodbye